Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone on this Wednesday afternoon. More news uh, coming out of Kansas City where a celebration turned into a tragedy earlier today. Shots ringing out at the uh, Union Station where the Chiefs were celebrating a Super Bowl. Uh, This update coming from ABC News in Kansas City who have uh, people uh, from the Children's Hospital in Kansas City that they are treating nine children with gunshot wounds, 11 others, or two others without gunshot wounds who are just injured in the lunacy after the shots uh, rang out, uh, treating 12 people in total. Uh, That is uh, from ABC News uh, in Kansas City from Children's Mercy Hospital there. Uh, One person uh, has died uh, at that celebration in downtown uh, Kansas City. And now they're saying upwards of now 18 could be injured. Some of these are not gunshot wounds. Uh, Of course, panic Uh, People running everywhere. Other injuries have been suffered, but many of them with gunshot wounds from today. Two people uh, in custody, and as the police chief said, they are being told uh, some bystanders uh, could have involved in the apprehension of one of the suspects, though police could not confirm that. There is a viral video going around of uh, people tackling somebody uh, at the scene in Kansas City. But right now, it's time for a double take with Daryl Davis. A double take with Daryl Davis. Uh, Daryl Davis with us here on uh, the Green Zone. You got bumped from uh, AJ Olet. I hope you're okay with that. I, well, he came at me with his hammer, so I had to get out of here. <laughs> Usually at 3.35, uh, but uh, today at 5.05, because A.J. Olet uh, spent some time with us. Double take on the free agent signings, uh, Daryl. What that, do you think? That's a good one, isn't it? Promotional-wise, oh. in terms of promotions, too, man. He, he's one of those guys. Corey Mace, the head coach, said right from the start, I want guys who want to be here. You hear Jamarcus Hardrick say, I want to be here. You hear A.J. Olet say, I want to be here. It's Corey Mace, and it's the, the way that they like football in Saskatchewan, and I want to be a part of this. That's what he's getting, and, and they're, they're selling it. It's good for them. They're good players, too. And they, you, you and I were talking that they can afford them because they got rid of some big contracts, too. That's how free agency works, yeah. right? You get rid of some give, some take. They're bringing in perfect people, it seems like, for the role. Doesn't mean that they're going to win. just means that they're bringing in the right people. And that's just it. And Jeremy O'Day said it today. We can win free agency, but that doesn't mean we're going to win on the football field. But he also said... And A.J. Olette agreed with it, that it's now on the players. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to build the culture in the room. It's not, not about Corey Mace building the culture. It can't be just about Corey Mace. Of course, he can tr- start some things and light a fire here and there, but it's the players who have to fully embrace it. Absolutely. He can tell them what he wants to do, and if they don't buy in, then he has no chance. But I think these... He's bringing in players who will buy in. He's seen them before, and they've seen him as a coach yeah. before. In a lot of cases, obviously not all of them. And he's still got a lot of holdovers from the previous team, which hasn't been successful. But they need these leaders. They need guys who are going to come in. The fact they kept the guy like Micah Johnson, right? We mm-hmm. said, oh, boy, good. You know, he was one of those stand-up guys who played hard right to the end last year, right? They could have let him go, but they brought him back because not just his talents, but because of what it provides to a locker room. That sounds like the type of players they're bringing in here, Jamie, who will establish 
or follow up on the culture that Corey Mace, the head coach, wants to set. He can say he, he's still got to show them the parameters, but they have to buy in, and I think they're all ready to buy in. They've got some. They've done some pretty good job on signing people. Are you going to give them a 10, 11, 12, 13 <laughs> wins this season? What do you got, what do you got, Daryl? Well, I, you know what? I, I wrote something today that says uh, Trevor Harris, it's still up to the quarterback to be the leader, right? And he was proving that last year. It looked like he was really stepping in. Uh, five games in, he was taken over, and, and then he fractures that right leg in five places. And you go, ooh, now he's a year older, and he's got to come back, prove himself to new coaches, prove himself to a whole bunch of new teammates. So – Last year, I, with Trevor Harris, Jamie, they were on pace for that. I, you know, and I realize injuries are a part of it. Of course they are. But I thought that they had a start and I thought that they had a chance. Even with Craig Dickinson coaching, it looked like they were going to me. You guys were saying, oh, geez, maybe Daryl's right early on. Then when Harris got hurt, that changed things. So if Harris is healthy and plays the way he was at the start of last season, yeah, I'll give him 10 wins again. A double take with Daryl Davis here on the Green Zone. How about a double take on Super Bowl 58 and... The Chiefs beating the 49ers. It was pretty blah for a while, wasn't it? I said that I said the halftime show was a perfect perfect comparison to the game itself. Cuz right at a the end. A slow start yep. and then a hectic finish. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he did get better. I, I, people are now criticizing Alicia Keys hit a sour note or something. Now, to me, I'm an Alicia Keys fan. So, I didn't notice. Yeah, me neither. And I'm thinking, well, gee, it's tough to dislike a show with Alicia Keys in it with roller skating. How about that? That's pretty cool. He started. I heard you guys talking the same thing. He's dancing on the field, on the grass to start with. You never see a performer do that. But it was an interesting show. I enjoyed the entertainment value. It, there's the, the amount of work and choreography that goes into mm-hmm. that is is astounding and, and great voices and I, I know who Ludacris is, and I, I was aware of a lot of. Well, he's coming. He's coming to Queen I City see X. That. Yeah, pretty cool, right? So maybe we'll have to go over there with our with your Kansas City Chiefs jersey on, Jamie. For an Oakland Raiders fan, didn't don't you lose bets sometimes? And no, you didn't do that one. Hey, sorry. No, I would love to see you in a KC Chiefs. Not fan. a chance. Okay. Uh, yeah, it got pretty exciting. Uh, you know, should, <laughs> should I get my daughter a Kelsey jersey for uh, this upcoming? Christmas? Sounds like Probably. it. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like she's hooked now because of Taylor Swift, hey? Maybe eighty number eighty nine was Swift on the back. That'll that work. would probably or thirteen. 13 was that's Swift the on number, the back. right? That's a symbolism. With number. the Kansas City Chiefs. That, yep. I'm it, just it, thinking of early Christmas. I can get my Christmas shopping done like right now. Perfect. <laughs> One gift. What did we say last week when you asked him or two weeks ago when you asked? We said, Well, it's tough to bet against Patrick Mahomes, isn't it? And sure enough, you give him an opportunity in the football, you got a chip in a chair. Isn't that an old uh, yeah. old saying? Okay, saying? the uh, overtime. Double take on the decision to take the ball from the San Francisco 49ers to start overtime. I think you do it the other way around if you win. Can, listen, yeah. listen in, Daryl. I got the tape here. Okay. NFL Films released the audio because everybody's mic'd up at the yeah. Super. Mm-hmm. They got mics everywhere. Oh, they got cameras everywhere. I'd be careful just turning around. So let's break it down here. Yeah, yeah they call the coin flip. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? So that that is Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's their coin flip at talking to Andy Reid, and if we win, which way do you like? They they weren't taking the ball yeah. at all. Here's uh, Kyle Shanahan. We want the ball, Fred. That's we want the ball, Fred, to his captain, yeah. uh, going out there. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. It is tails. You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? We're gonna kick that way. San Francisco, we receive first and overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. They want it. They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. They want it. They can have it. 
That was yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey going. They want now. Here's Kyle Uzcheck. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. That was him saying, if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. We didn't know that. Yeah. It is the Super Bowl. I did not know that. The rules changed specifically because of the playoffs, basically because of Josh Allen, right? Because the, the Buffalo Bills didn't get, get it in a yeah. playoff game, right? And we were, remember how we were belittling the rule and how bad, how unfair it was that a coin toss would decide it. So at least in the playoffs, they've, they've corrected the, the huge flaw that the NFL had in his playoff rules. So yes, get it. Take it second. Then you know what you have to do. We talk about that in the CFL all the time, right? Take it second. That way you can understand if you get, if you're playing three down football, you say, you know what? It's third and five. So we, if we kick the field goal, if we get the ball first, you're probably going to kick the field goal. If you get it second and they've already kicked the field goal, you say, are we going to tie it or should we go for the win? You get to make that decision. The fate yeah. is in your hands. Well, Patrick Mahomes admitted if they scored a touch, if yeah. San Francisco would have scored a touchdown yeah. and kicked the one point convert, they would have come down the field and he, and he said the next day, we were going for two. Wow. We, we've been, we, they, they talked about this. Mm-hmm. They're in meetings. This is our philosophy on yeah. overtime in the playoffs. Yeah. If we win the toss, we want it second and we are going to go for two if it's touchdown, touchdown, because then it's sudden death and we don't want to get them to give them the sudden death. Right. And so they practiced they all the their two point yep. conversions mm-hmm. to be ready for that. Strategy. Oh, That's they man. had two weeks. They complied for that. How come Kyle Shanahan didn't it, do but that? Steve Wilkes gets fired, the defensive yeah. coordinator who held the Chiefs to nineteen. Yeah, what about Kyle Shanahan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, just for strategy problems. See, the CFL is great because they make you go for a two point convert. Yes, overtime, they do. Right? CFL's overtime rules are so far superior. It's one of the worst things. I, I like both both leagues, Jamie, and I'll watch football forever. You know, as yes. will you, right? But the wor- one of the, other than the kicking game, while well, the kicking game's bad in the NFL, it's boring, and there's a lot of things might wrong get worse in the CFL. Too. Yeah, it sounds that way too. But the NFL makes it extremely boring. They're taking the foot out of football, right? But the worst thing about the NFL, the absolute worst thing, is its overtime rules. And and even the one that they use now in, in the Super Bowl isn't a very good rule. There are better ways to do it. Just pay attention to the stubborn NFL owners and watch what they do in college football or what they do in the CFL, which have far superior overtime rules. Double take with Daryl Davis here on the Green Zone. We'll do a double take on the Morgan Riley suspension and also honor two CFL legends that we lost yesterday. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, there we go. Daryl singing again. Jamie Nye, Daryl Davis here on the Green Zone. So is Scotty. It's a good tune. It is. Dwight Yoakam. When he dated Sharon Stone and they broke up, did you ever hear what she called him? Somebody said, what was it like dating Dwight Yoakam? She said it was like eating a dirt sandwich. Yowch. He's a good performer. Happy but, uh, Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. we'll throw that one in on, on February 14th. He's a great performer, but he's not a real wonderful guy to hang around, it sounds like. Okay, uh, double take with Daryl Davis, double take on the five-game suspension for Morgan Riley that they're now appealing. Absolutely deserved, and I don't even know, think they should have that he should be allowed to appeal. I know he will, and I heard you and Drew talking. That he, What if they reduce it? You, you can't allow stuff like that. Let the guy slap the puck into anywhere he wants. He's not going to hurt anybody. But really, nobody Greg, hurt their feelings. I, I know that's what I thought. Did and what? the code, he yeah, hurt yeah. the code he too. The code. Yeah, and deser- got what he deserved according to Sheldon Keefe, right? Yeah, yeah so, fine, that guy. Yeah, too. that's ridiculous to think that he's telling his players that what what Morgan Riley did was right. It was absolutely wrong, and the Leafs 
but the Leafs win without him. So I don't know. Well, that's and okay. without Tavares and Marner. Yeah, so. may, maybe that's a secret. Maybe that they might have be their superstars. By right? the way, the way their budget's going with Nylander now and Matthews, it mm-hmm. might be without Tavares and Marner going yeah, forward. And Riley, you but know, Ry- Riley's one of their best defenders. And Riley doesn't have a record, right? No, he just did something stupid at the spur of the moment. They're, they're a frustrated hockey team, so that's how he reacted. You can't allow that, though. And five games to me was the minimum he should have gotten. And Daryl, we're uh, remembering two greats of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, both died yesterday: Kenny Plain and Jerry James. Uh, James, of course, connections, strong connections in Saskatchewan. Was born here, uh, played with Yorkton. Um, of course, was a bomber. Was a Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah, uh, coached uh, in Saskatchewan. <laughs> you might be about that. Jerry, You're going to write a column yeah, about that. Jerry coached uh, the Sass Junior League. He coached with uh, Weyburn. Uh, I'm sorry, Melville, Yorkton, and Estevan. While I was refereeing, I don't think he was an Estevan. Was, was he a big fan of yours, oh, Daryl? No, as a ref, and I wasn't a big fan of his. We made peace eventually, Jamie. But he was a tough coach to go against. Oh my goodness, he said some nasty things, and we had a lot of run-ins. And then when I worked at the Leader Post the first time around, he wouldn't talk to me as a reporter because he didn't like me as a referee. So. So I hated Jerry James for years and years. As I said, I respected what he did. Uh, he won a great cup, and a few months later, uh, then played, played 44 the regular cup. season games and went to the Stanley Cup final in 1960 with, with Toronto, with the Leafs, and lost to the Canadians. He won a Memorial Cup uh, yeah. in 1955. Yes. And then. Right uh, after he had won the very first Outstanding Canadian Award in the <laughs> CFL. So amazing. And he, when he retired, he was second all time Canadian rusher to uh, Norm Kwong. Uh, legendary. So uh, eventually he wrote a book and I kind of promoted it here with him one day and we, we, we shook hands and kind of made peace. It's the last time I saw him. It's 10 or 12 years ago because he's been living on Vancouver Island. But what, a, what an amazing athlete, an amazing career. When I talked to Brian Prop for one of my books, he, he played for Jerry in, in, uh, Way, in, I'm sorry, I keep saying Wayburn, but in Melville. And, uh, Prop said he, Jerry, as archaic, old school as he seemed, was ahead of the curve in terms of what the players should eat, mm-hmm. how they should uh, be look after themselves physically, the thing, and and trying new things on the ice. So he was a trendsetter in a lot of ways. I don't remember Jerry playing. I remember Kenny Plain playing his quarterback, and I met Kenny Plain quite a few times when I was in Winnipeg covering the Rough Riders, and he would be on pregame and postgame radio shows. A wonderful man, an amazing quarterback too. Uh, they won some two, great cup series. Two legendary yeah, bombers. The and same two... day, eighty-eight and eighty-nine years old. So that's tough on the Winnipeg. Blue Bombers. I know there's not always a lot of sympathy in Saskatchewan, but when you lose two legends like that, amazing and sad, and it's kind of kind of neat to think that they're you know handing off the ball to each other or something and just uh, hanging out together. Kenny Plain, Jerry James, two Canadian Football Hall of Famers, uh, both died yesterday, as Daryl mentioned, at the ages of 88 and 89 with all those Grey Cup championships and Memorial Cup championships uh, with oh, Jerry, uh, Jerry James. Won everything. And some Saskatchewan championships. Another love grows cold on a sleepless night as the storm goes on. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone on this Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Dar- Daryl, I'm going to get you back on the air. Daryl hasn't left yet. I forgot to ask you. We were, t- we were playing the game earlier on why'd you fall in love with your sports teams. So I know, like, the Red Wings is your, yeah. your dad connection. No, not really. Yeah. Gordy Howe. Well, it's red and white. It's Valentine's Day. It's a good day mm-hmm. to do it. I, I've told you this story. Jamie and Drew's laughed at it in, in public school. Remember, I found I found a Detroit Red Wings jersey <laughs> with the number nine on the back in the lost and found, and it fit me. <laughs> so I took it home and... All of a sudden, who's number nine, Dad? 
Gordie Howe, he said. So, is he a good player? Yeah. Well, like I was six, seven yeah, yeah, years old, yeah. right? So I barely knew who he was. But he was in the prime of his career then, probably. And so that was it. Jamie, I, I love the crest, the winged wheel, the red and white. They still got some of the most classic uniforms in the yeah. in the business, right? And Gordie Howe when you, is from Saskatchewan. To me, it's still, uh, you know, you can argue Gretzky, you can, or let's tell Murray Wood, it's not Bobby Orr, but it's going to be, to me, it's still the greatest. He's the greatest hockey player of all time. He's from Saskatchewan. And I got a free sweater to start my love affair with the Red Wings. Lost and found. Yeah. And he found his first hockey love Mm -hmm. in the Detroit. Happy Valentine's Day, buddy. (laughs) But earlier today, we welcomed in the new running back of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think there's going to be a few Ryder fans uh, falling for the way A.J. Olette runs the rock. And uh, wanted to get his reasons for coming to Saskatchewan, a 6-12 team, and saying goodbye to a 16-2 team who had won a gray cup two years previous yeah um so with not having a cfl agent it was pretty stressful um trying to figure everything else like out on my own um you know trying to trying to do math and trying to figure out where the best situation was for me offensive wise defensive wise for teams but it came down to a, a gut feeling um i didn't really look at the numbers too much there towards the end it was who i trusted as a coach um, and who I wanted to be like um, maybe one day when I'm coaching. So I followed Coach Mace and uh, Coach Ed, who was my running back coach in Toronto, um, here to uh, Sask. So when you talk about Corey Mace, what is it, what's the connection like? What, what is it about him? And a lot of the players talk about the connection they feel and have felt towards Corey Mace as he's been their coach, especially a guy who is concentrating on defense while you're on offense. Yeah, um, through my uh, couple years just, um, learning from Coach Mace, um, his ability to control his emotions in a high stressful situation has uh, been the biggest thing that I've been trying to study. Because um, sometimes I can get a little hot headed out there and uh, <laughs> start yelling, start screaming, you know, uh, voice my opinion. Um, but his ability to um, kind of slow his heart rate down, figure out how he needs to talk to the players to get them motivated and going, and then he's he's one to to you know, practice what he's preaching. He's in there in the weight room before I get in there, um, which normally I uh, pride myself on. But uh, there's a certain hour I'm not going to get up to to go into the weight room <laughs> during season. I need that sleep. But he's in there before me. Sure, you're in there at six a.m. Right? You, you, you're, yeah, you're I'm, I'm up. Yeah, I'm one of those guys, AJ. I'm one of those early guys that gets up because if I don't get it done by, I'm, if I'm not going by seven, I'm not doing going at all. So I understand what you, what you're saying there. Um, your running style, I've we talked about it last season and we talked about it a lot. And then we talked about Christian McCaffrey. I see similarities, always moving your legs, always driving forward, falling forward, refusing to go down. Where did you develop that style? Or how did you develop that style is probably a better question. Um, it, it, it started uh, early um, in my peewee, peewee games um, back in youth football um, where coaches kind of pride yourself on um, don't go down on first contact. Uh, it should take the whole team to bring you down. Um, and then that just kind of developed through high school. I had a hard-nosed high school football coach. We ran the triple option. And uh, what we said, it was uh, uh, three yards and a bucket of blood um, is, <laughs> is all that offense is. And uh, then once you get to the the college game, we went a little bit more spread, so the defense kind of opened up a little bit. So you, you attack that mentality to a more open field, um, and, and you get a little bit bigger gains. And um, – yeah, add that mindset to the offensive line, and you got a crazy good offense. 
I've got, I'm a big fight guy. I, I love MMA, I, I, boxing and WWE, which maybe we'll get a chance to talk about one of these days. But the, there's a time I think in every fight where you can see that you're winning the will. You, the will war is yours. You can see when the fighter, when the fighter knows that he's got the other guy. Do you know that? Is there a time in the game when you're running and running and running, just bowling over guys that you know, I've got this guy? Yeah, yeah, and it's something you don't see until late in the game. Um, you you tell yourself, you tell your teammates over and over again the first, second quarter, keep attacking, keep attacking, body shot, body shot, body shot. Uh, and then in the third and fourth quarter, they're going to be tired of tackling you. They're going to be tired of uh, picking themselves up off the ground, and uh, that's when the big plays come in. That's when the receivers and the quarterbacks get to have fun too. A.J. Olette joining us, the new uh, running back. Although I, I liked what you said earlier today. You're, you said, uh, I'm, a, I'm not a running back. I'm a football player. I like that. How, where does that mindset come from? Like, put me anywhere, coach, I'll just play. Yeah, that was uh, a mindset I had early on. Um, all through junior high, high school, I played both ways. I, uh, I was a running back, and then I played linebacker and safety um, all through high school. Uh, in college, um, I was a walk-on. So special teams is how I made the, the you know, starting lineup. Um, I ended up starting halfway through my freshman year, and then uh, the the rest was history from there. But even sophomore year, I was playing running back, and we had a bunch of injuries at linebacker, so I switched to linebacker for two games um, in in college. So uh, that whole mindset of just put me on the field, and I'm gonna play ball the best way I can. AJ Olette with us, uh, of course, uh, played at the University of Ohio. Uh, the one player that we all know from that university in Canada would be his former quarterback, Nathan Rourke. What did you know before everybody else knew of Nathan Rourke when you were <laughs> watching him uh, come in for the BC Lions? Yeah, uh, the one thing I knew is uh, you're not going to be able to count this guy out. Um, once he has his mind set on what he wants to do, he's going to work. doesn't matter if he doesn't sleep for a week. I think he's going to work until he gets that job done. And um, I'm, I'm glad he... Uh, got the opportunity over at BC like he did, um, stepped in at that starting position, and I knew he was going to take off. And now I'm just waiting for him to get a chance in the NFL because it seems like uh, everybody's trying not to give him the shot he deserves. But um, in my opinion, um, he should be a starting quarterback somewhere. Uh, well, maybe New England could uh, use him. Sounds like they're done with Matt Jones. Uh, anyways, uh, A.J. Olette with us here on the Green Zone. A.J., have you set your expectations yet? For yourself, is there something you wait till training camp? I know you all, everybody's got goals. If you want to be a great athlete, you have to have them. Yeah, um, I have off-season goals. Um, normally those come with training, um, right. you know, in the weight room, speed-wise and all that. But with joining a new team, a whole new uh, locker room full of uh, uh, brothers, I need to voice uh, my leadership, reach out to some of these guys, start uh, start connecting, see if we can get on some Zoom calls, um, and even get together and do things besides football uh, to get to know each other. Um, and Trevor's going to be a huge help. I only live about an hour away from him back in Ohio. Um, so we're going to get together when I get home um, and then set up some meetings with some of these other players. That's important, isn't it, to have that that chemistry. But it's hard to explain, you know, chemistry, culture, identity. I think they're a bunch of different things. But in order to have that in order to, in my opinion, to have culture, you have to have chemistry first. Would you agree with that? Yes, uh, 100%. Um, you have to kind of bond and uh, 
you know, practice with, uh, with these guys um, to prove and to, to know that like in the fourth quarter um, when your back's against the line that the, the guy next to you put in just as much work as you did. And um, like I tell people, um, you win games with good men, not great people. And uh, shout out to Coach Ed for that quote. Oh, I'm stealing. Sorry, I'm stealing that one, big boy. I'm stealing that one. That's going to be used on a hockey broadcast in the near future. That's great. That's a great line. Yeah. So if we can get a locker room full of just good men, um, we're gonna we're gonna see some big wins this year. He, he literally right just now. wrote that down. <laughs> he literally just, just writing like, it down right now on the phone. Like, That's uh, coming in my okay, things. Absolutely. You have to give AJ uh, Olet the credit, or Coach Ed, the yeah. running back coach, of course, uh, as well. Uh, AJ, when you, uh, Coach, uh, Corey Mace and Jeremy O'Day said it today about, okay, we can sign all these players, but it's up to them. How, how much do you embrace that rather than it's up to the coaches to motivate and it's up to the general manager? It's up to you now to win as a team, as a group in that locker room. Yeah, so that was the biggest thing I talked with Coach Mace. Is he said he's going to bring in the best best guys he can. But once it comes down to you know camp starting, it is the, the men in the locker room um, showing up, working for each other. Um, and that, that, that's how you win games. Coaches can put you in the right position, but you know if you're not um, being vocal to your teammates, if you're not uh, being the leader that you should be, um, the wins are going to happen. Okay, another big thing about AJ Olette, we're finding out the, the Thor hammer thing, which is relatively new, right? Like this, well, this doesn't go back to university or anything. This is like just this past season. Yeah. yeah. Who called you Thor for the first time? Do you uh, remember? I I can't remember the first person. Um, I know I showed up to camp with my hair just freshly bleached, and that's when some of the mm-hmm. um, Thor comments were were being said. And then uh, my nephew bought me the Thor hammer. Um, one of the first couple games of the season, and I brought it out for that that Hamilton game, and the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> Are you embracing it though? Like oh. you're like, hey, it's cool to have a brand, I guess. Yeah, as yeah. you develop into a star of this league. Yeah, definitely. And being Thor is not the worst thing you can be, so I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it and I'm running with it. And of course, uh, the plush Thor hammers are already in the Rider store. That was before they even signed them, of course. Rider store ingenuity, right yeah, there. I, I don't know how they okay, set that up it. and how they knew, but hey, I, if I'm you, I'm going back in and re- renegotiating my contract. Saying, "Hey, wait a second, there's going to be a merchandise deal in here somewhere." Uh, but uh, wrestling too. You, you you're still going to go in the ring this this upcoming spring yeah, in Toronto, so, uh, March 9th uh, nice. in Toronto, the Danforth uh, Greek Town Wrestling. Um, that'll nice. be. My first solo match and my last match for a while, probably. Yeah, as as we were talking on the break, you might turn heel in Toronto there for this one. But <laughs> really? also, if you if, awesome. if you want to, I think we were talking about it myself, Britton Gray, Scott, Drew. You have a tag team here in Saskatchewan. Lake Corte Moore, your new teammate, was at what is it the WWE Performance Center? Performance I want Center. to call it Training Center, but they say Performance, yeah, performance Center. Center. So there you go. You can set up a. Tag team oh, with Lake Corte Moore. 100%. Have him come in last minute. Um, he also has un- long unnoticed. hair, too, right? Schmazzle. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I'll say that <laughs> I don't know if I'm at the level he is, but um, if he'll bring me on, I'll, I'll accept. <laughs> well, AJ, awesome. it was great to uh, get to know you a little better. Thanks for uh, coming into the studio. And again, welcome to Saskatchewan. Can't wait to see you on the field. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. That is AJ Olet running back, or as, as he likes, he's just a football player. I'm not a running back. I'm a football player. He'll play anywhere. Uh, and he's got that type of attitude.
as he arrives in Saskatchewan. They are doing a little uh, meet and greet with fans tomorrow uh, at uh, the Ryder store as well. I, I said yesterday was today. I apologize. It's tomorrow uh, for uh, to meet A.J. Holette, who seems like a pretty decent dude. And who knows, maybe he and Lake Corte Moore, we have to come up with a tag team title uh, or name for them if they do, in fact, team up in the ring. I know producer Scott has had so many ideas already for them as the WWE super fan and podcaster that he is. Champs and Chumps next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. You two are winners, big winners. I think you're shagadelic, baby. You're switched on, you're smashing. You tried your best. And you failed miserably. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. You're an idiot. Ah, you're a bad person. Each and every day, one champ, one chump here on the Green Zone. If you haven't heard what happened in Kansas City, um, there's your champs and chumps. Eight children. Kids were among the 22 shot today at the Super Bowl uh, celebration in Kansas City. It's disgusting. And those who don't want change in America, you're you're chumps too. You're part of the problem, why this keeps happening. But the champs. Now, it's not official. Uh, The police have not confirmed this. But there are videos, and it's more than just this one incident, of people tackling somebody trying to flee the scene in Kansas City, just bystander. And you can see there's a gun there, too. Um, could you imagine taking on a gunman in that craze? Those, those are heroes right there. And there's many other videos of those rushing to help people uh, who were shot, as many other fleeing they're coming to aid and help those who were shot in Kansas City. Those are easily champs and hopefully get recognized properly uh, by the city of Kansas City and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for what they did in a nightmare scenario that played out uh, this afternoon while they were celebrating their Super Bowl champion. 